Thanks for listening to SAFM's Beck and Soda. For that, you deserve a holiday with RAA. Win your dream holiday thanks to RAA Travel. Just register at safm.com.au. RAA does holidays everywhere, every day. Book yours today with RAA. SAFM's Beck and Soda. G'day, South Australia. (laughs) I got in trouble yesterday saying good morning, South Australia, being too formal. So now I'm being all like street. Oh, g'day, Beck. G'day. How are you, mate? Good. Yeah, what are you up to? <laughs> um, now, yes. your glasses. What about them? Do you have one or... How many pairs do you have? Uh, two. Two. Mm. Okay. I have are one like the... bifocals, and then I have normal full reading ones. Right. Right. These are bifocals, so that I can look at you through okay. the top and see you. Then if I look through the bottom, I can read. Did you know that you were shopping in the ladies' section when you got them? <laughs> Do they look like women's glasses? <laughs> do I look like Mrs. Doubtfire? Hello. <laughs> um, what do you mean there, female glasses? Good morning to you, Rebecca. <laughs> uh, wow. Attack. How are you going today? Haven't we got a big show? Do you know you're wearing women's glasses? That's how you started. What are you still laughing for? I don't know. They've got like a tortoise shell in them. They do not. They do. They do not. They're, they're gr- oh, yeah, they, oh, I suppose <laughs> they do. They're grey. Next time you need to buy a pair of glasses. My husband went glasses shopping without me and he bought, um, his frames are like clear. They look like they're made out of Coke bottles or something. And every time he puts them on, like if we're out to dinner and he is reading the menu or something, I have to look away. (laughs) Does he look a bit touched? It kills my mojo. Do you wear glasses? No, I don't. It's very unusual for a woman of my age, early 40s. To have 20-20 vision. <laughs> All right, you're special. Uh, I can remember the optometrist telling me, he said, if you get to about 45 and you haven't needed glasses mm. while you're younger, that's about the age where your eyes start to deteriorate. Mm. So you should notice around then you start to, you know when you read the menu, you know when you go into a, yeah. a restaurant or something? No, I don't. No, but you know when you see someone <laughs> or they're reading the paper or looking at their phone. I've actually gone up two font sizes in my phone. <laughs> Yeah, and then when I look at someone who's a little bit older, and I look at them going through their phone, and I can see it's like almost three letters to a line. Thinking, how do you read that? It just continues on the words. It takes about three lines for one long word. Um, And then I look at that, and I think, well, my font is gone up too. That's enough anymore, and I think I'm starting to really struggle. But well done to you for not needing glasses. It's fantastic, Beck. Thank you. You'd really feel good about yourself today, on that note. Yeah, yeah. All right. All right. What's coming up Morning. on the show well, besides hanging crap on each other? I'll Anything what, else let's, you got? let's play a couple of songs and find out next, okay? Yeah, great. All right. Yeah. Looking forward to the next insult coming up at uh, 6.08. SAFM's Beck and Soda. Checking the pulse on SA, it's... The Soda Stream. Uh, what's happening on the streets? Well, over the past week, Beck, we've been fortunate enough to meet a guy called Pete Williams. He's a movie maker and he spent, he's an SA guy, but he spent the last 15 years living in London and over in the US making films and doing this really wonderful stuff. He's written a new film. It's being uh, put together here in South Australia called Emotion is Dead and it celebrates all things South Australian. But, Beck, it's gritty. It's dark. Yeah. What did he say? It's a cross between Snowtown and... Bad Boy Bubby. Yeah. <laughs> if anyone remembers that film from many, many years ago, it was filmed out Port Adelaide Way. Anyway, uh, what we did is we've given a couple of you the opportunity to be in the film. We did some auditions the other day. Um, congratulations to Shannon, who, well, she channeled Ferris Bueller's day off with this audition. I heard that you were <laughs> feeling ill. Headaches, fever, and a chill. Now, if you know the film like you do, Beck, yeah. uh, we can't continue the rest no, of that line a, because it gets inappropriate. She's a naughty nurse stripper. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and then Bronwyn, she also got the tick of approval for this that she did from the chicken run. Eggs from heaven. <laughs> no, 
from her bum. <laughs> so Shannon and Bronwyn are in the film. Yes. Now, Pete also has given me a line. I'm on a boat and uh, we've sort of got some guns and some drugs and we're up to no good and we're gangster style. Uh, and, and this was the take from the actual filming that I did. Three, two, one, action. Not much of that around here anymore. <laughs> <laughs> terrible. Seriously. Wow. Uh, I haven't got much idea. That's, I'm looking forward to seeing that on the big screen. Well, what you'll be looking forward to seeing on the big screen is Pete has just released to me um, the script for a scene that takes place in Hindley Street. This is brilliant, Beck, because he has now written a line for you. Yeah. I'm uh, I, I'm not an actor. No, mate, you can be in this. So alongside Shannon and Bronwyn, right, you are one of three women at a hen's party. So it says, yeah. the scene is that the hero Brock is being chased down Hindley Street on foot, right? As he looks over his shoulder, here is the script here, have a look. Yeah. He almost crashes into a group of party girls who eat kebabs, wearing pink <laughs> hen's night sashes and matching pink cowboy hats. Yes. What is more South Australian than eating a kebab on Highland Street? Yeah, okay. I'm kind of in because I feel like this role is in me. <laughs> I think I could be a method actor yes. for this yes. one. Right, so picture this Brock being chased down there, Highland Street, Saturday night, chockers, everything's going on. They're pouring out of the nightclubs and the crazy horse and the, what else is there? The... Oh, Dog the and duck. With, the one with the bucking, bucking bronco. Oh, the, the wool shed. <laughs> Everything else that's yeah. all Highland Street. All Love iconic. It. And then the three women are there with their pink cowboy hats. There are three lines, Beck. I need you to choose which line you think you would like, okay? Mm-hmm. Party girl number one. Here's the line. Okay. Can you deliver it? Watch out, will ya? <laughs> Just a little more. Mm. Watch out, will ya? Not bad. Yeah, not bad. Party girl number two standing next to her as Brock goes to crash in with the kebab says... You bloody dickhead. Oh, 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 Rebecca Moore. Can we say what's early enough in the morning? Um, A bit more Aussie, please. You bloody dickhead. (laughs) Right. And then as he crashes into the girls, the kebabs go everywhere. The final girl, the third one, Mm -hmm. says, Hey, moron. Yours, three kebabs. <laughs> I want that one. <laughs> it's, it's probably about 1 a.m., so okay. can you have a couple more under your belt? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, moron, you owe us three kebabs. <laughs> <laughs> so, Big, this is going to be filmed. Do I get the part? Yeah, you got it. Um, <laughs> oh, this... my gosh, this is going to be my, like, my Lara Bingle line. You know how she said, where the bloody hell are you? Yeah. And that Absolutely. made her famous? Mm. Yep. Hey, moron, you owe us three kebabs. It's going to get me on a global stage. <laughs> this, could, this is going to be filmed in the next couple of weekends. Mm. This is going to be oh absolutely I'm going to have to practice. I'm going to eat lots of kebabs, drink lots of booze, stumble down Hindley Street. You got a pink cowboy hat? Wouldn't <laughs> you like to This is SAFM's Beck and Soda. Is it right? Is it wrong? In our Right or Wrong Adelaide, we want you to be our moral compass. You can register your <laughs> Right or Wrong at safm.com.au and you could win $1,000 for doing so or we might take it from something that's in the news headlines or something that's happened in, in our lives. Absolutely. And we've had some absolute crackers. Yesterday, oh. didn't, we had Renee. Now, we were talking about whether it was right or wrong. To lie on your resume. She was passionate. Right or wrong, Renee in Andrew's farm to lie on your resume. Wrong. Wrong. Good girl. Why? Wrong. Wrong. (laughs) Straight out wrong. I have got multiple qualifications under my belt, right? Mm -hmm. Multiple qualifications under my belt. How dare someone go into a job, fake it till you make it, when I paid lots of money, lots of money, I put in effort, I put in time, I put in studying. Yeah, okay, Renee's still going, and Renee's still very, very dark that she's probably overlooked for a job by someone who lied on their resume. Mm. That is the sort of passion that Mm. we've had from people so far this week. Beck, 
What is today's <laughs> right or wrong? It's a bit of a gross one. So if you're eating your Cocoa Pops, maybe put the spoon down. Um, someone has registered at safm.com.au mm. who wants to remain anonymous for the oh, sake on, of her relationship. <laughs> for the no, sake of Theatre, can they, you give them a name? Um, her name's Rebecca. Her name's um, <laughs> Dirty Diana. Um, she <laughs> wants to know mm. whether her relationship is in trouble. Basically, her partner... Mm. Does his number twos, his business, oh, while she's in the shower and she wants to know <laughs> whether that's right or wrong. Right, what do you guys well, think? I think there's absolutely no problem with that. So you, then, Hang on, hang on. It's her partner. Her partner, yes. It's not a stranger that she's come in together. the house and just decided to back one out while she's having a wash, right? <laughs> this is her partner who she knows intimately, I assume. There's a difference between knowing them intimately and knowing their movements intimately. Yeah, but you've still got to use it. If you've got a toilet in the same bathroom, right, as you show, you don't have a toilet on its own, and someone needs to go to the toilet and someone's having a shower, surely that's fine if your partner's, even if it's your kids or family do member. Do you do this with your wife? Absolutely. You do? Yeah, well, what's the problem? She'll be in the shower and you just come in and say, come in with your newspaper and... Well, if she's in the show, I probably won't bring in a newspaper, but if she wasn't in there, well, I'll certainly take a newspaper. Well, she's got something else to look at. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, so it's a right <laughs> for Soda, Beck. Uh, absolutely. Beck. I think it's right, but hang on. Let me just say one thing here, Beck. Um, did your You had natural births, right? Yes. Three children. Yes. Was Big Jimbo there watching? Yes. Right. So it's what would be an issue if you or he was sitting on the toilet while you or he were in the shower? How can you compare a child to a poo? Well, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes they happen together. You're giving birth. They're not the same thing. No, no, not the no. same thing. But sometimes no. if you have to push okay. when you're having a baby, accidents happen as well. I mean, it's okay. not a big deal. I, I, would, I would do a wee if I was really, really, really busting. Yep. I would never, ever, ever... I, if I was busting, I would be more likely to go and poo in our back garden than I would while he was in the shower. Well, given you've already admitted over the past week or two you only shower every two or three days, I wouldn't be surprised if no, you back one out in the it's garden. Very, it, it removes all the romance to see someone do a poo. Okay, 13, yeah, 10, 60. Hang on, no, listen. He's no. not sitting over a glass table. You're not under it watching it. He's actually doing it in a toilet, isn't he? Right. I would think. Or wrong. Unless, I don't know what happens Leave in your, your household. Leave your out of this, mate. 13, 10, 60. Okay. Right or wrong to use the toilet while your partner is in the shower or in the bathroom cleaning their teeth. It's mm. right. Is it right? Is it wrong? Well, I was about to say we've opened up Pandora's box with this story, but it's more like we've opened Pandora's up Pandora's bottom. bum. Uh, we're, I don't know where this came from, Beck, but you just read out an email that we got from someone saying that uh, she's concerned that her relationship is really hit the pits because... Mm. The partner comes in and uses the toilet while she's having a shower. Is this right or is it wrong? Yeah. And I've said, wheeze if you're really busting, but no way I would ever or want my husband to poo in front of me. You know everything about your husband. He's watched you give birth. You've been together for many, many years. What's the difference if he's sitting on the toilet? what face looks like. What? The face you make. Okay. Okay. Well, (laughs) let me just say... Uh, Lisa has said it on Facebook, that is where the best conversations are held when that sort of stuff's going on. What about Diane? Absolutely for sure it's right. Last wedding anniversary, I said happy anniversary while I was on the loo and he was having a shower. It dawned on me that we have a great marriage coming up to 30 years. All these people are so right. Jack from Two Wells. Mate, can you sit down and let it all go while your partner's in the shower, right or wrong? 100% right. Yeah, Not point. a problem at all. Exactly. Why is that, mate? 
I just think exactly what you said. Your point earlier to me is quite valid, um, especially when uh, it was mentioned that it's a bit of a, you know, you lose attraction seeing your partner go to the toilet. After seeing my, my partner give birth, nothing can make me, uh, you know, nothing is worse than that. So nothing can make me less attracted you, to her after you, that. You're bringing life into the world rather than a, I don't understand yeah, the on, comparison. Hang I on, don't. But Jack's not comparing the baby to dropping a nugget off. You're just saying that once you've seen that intimacy, if someone's sitting on top, I mean, it's I don't think anyone's type. sitting there watching a drop. What they're doing is having a <laughs> chat with their partner oh while they might be sitting on the toilet. God, don't All make right. it any dirtier I'm than it reaching. needs to be. Liz in Morfitt Vale, right or wrong to use the toilet oh, while your partner's ab- in the shower? Absolutely disgusting, guys. So wrong. So gross. Really? I but- think my husband would be on soda's side. He would say, look, I've seen everything, childbirth, yep. it's not... Surely you can hold on for five what's minutes. A, what's a poo between lovers? It's. Uh, <laughs> what are you doing yourself? Well, that's actually a not... different sort of fetish. <laughs> yeah. What about Lee? Uh, Lee may need some counselling after this. Um, might as well have a good view while you're thinking away. Oh, well, that's not a bad idea, Lee. actually. Might just help you get things moving. Oh, right. no. Okay. T from Hackham. Right or wrong to use the toilet while your partner's in the shower? Sorry, Beck. I'm totally on soda side today. It is 100% right. I can get so much done while I'm sitting on the toilet, having a little conversation with him yep. while he's in the shower. Like the kids come in, they, they get their treats or told off or whatever I have to do with them. I'm a working mum. I have literally no time on my hands. I, yep. I can't prioritise my time if life depended on it. Okay. So about, I'm literally... Sorry? And you're talking about like you'd wipe in front of him? Oh yeah, the whole works. Right. I don't care. He he doesn't like it. I will admit he he's he'd rather me do it another time. But I'm not doing it another time. I've got stuff to do. I've got work. I've got kids. I've got life. T, can I just ask? Um, are you a considerate partner? Do you just do a little um, courtesy flush? Yeah, well, not a courtesy. A courtesy cough at splash, <laughs> just to make it a bit easier. Oh no! Let it rumble in the jungle. <laughs> hey! <laughs> All right, team. Right, I tell you what, we've got some very intelligent callers this morning <laughs> that know that you've got to get stuff done while your partner's sharing. <laughs> I don't even like hearing the sound through the door. Tammy in Green Acres, is it right or wrong to use the toilet while your partner's in the shower? Oh, Beck, I'm with you. It's a big fat no. It's just gross. Oh, um, I know. I know what my. <laughs> I know what my partner's poos smell like okay. and it's just gross. We've got an outside toilet for that and um, ah. we're very lucky that we have a separate toilet to our bathroom so right. yeah. Okay. But if it was in the same bathroom then yeah it's a big fat no. Thank you Tammy. What about that? Just sends husband out in the back toilet. Perfect. Right here we go. Victoria from Paralawi. Righto Vic, can you just set this straight? Is it right or wrong to be able to use the toilet while the partner's showering? Come on, I know you're an intelligent person here Vic. He's <laughs> Right, like you share bodily fluids in the bed and whatever, so why not in the bathroom? <laughs> but you don't share that. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Do. I don't. Not, not so much the fluidy part of it, but the, yeah. you know, the people matter. Yeah. yeah, okay. Oh, uh, Vic, yeah. I'm with Go you. On, Vic. I'm with you. Yeah. Some people pay good money to share that, by the way, Vic. It's official. What? It's right. It's Absolutely. right. It's okay um, to do. Uh, JB, let me just give you the poll quickly. Uh, we have had a poll running up on socials. Yeah. 24% of people said 
Absolutely not. 76% of people said yes. <laughs> it's okay. You're listening to SAFM's Beck and Soda. Avatar, The Way of Water, it's still Mm. in cinemas, but it is breaking box office records. It is already, and it's still in cinemas, the Mm. sixth highest grossing film in Australian history. I find that amazing. And you know what number one is? The original Avatar. Back in 2009. Yep, $115 million, the original Avatar. And when you look through the top ten here... There's really only three sort of traditionally type movies. So the new Top Gun's up there, Maverick. That's yep. number three. Ava- uh, Lion King. Lion King's number seven and Titanic's number ten. All the others are like sci-fi superheroes. Star like, Wars, Spider-Man, Avengers. Yeah, all of them. There's, there's what, three Avengers ones in there. It's astounding. I'm quite surprised there's no really a lot of traditional films in there. Yeah, and so, 1997 for Titanic and all the others have been like late Yes, 2000s. they are. Yep. Um, the Avatar, The Way of the Water. I, look, I remember watching the first one, but they were all these blue creatures, weren't they, just jumping around trees? Yeah, I'm not into sci-fi, but I took the kids to see this one because they wanted to see it, and I saw, the th- I saw it with the 3D glasses, which pinched my nose, to be honest. <laughs> Can I ask, because the first one from memory was horrifically long. Is this thing long? Yes. Well, I didn't see the first one, so I was pl- playing catch-up. I mean, I could kind of gather it. Um, mm. oh, I reckon it was three, maybe more. It was oh, long. Really? It was too long. So they've taken the blue creatures from the trees and put them underwater. Yeah, they've had to flee their original habitat and go to the water. Oh, yeah. Sounds fascinating. Well, so I drew the short straw, basically. It was after Christmas. I think we went on Boxing Day, actually, and none of the other parents wanted to go, and I'm like, all right, maybe I can snooze through it. I did mm. love it, but I found myself bawling my eyes out at this particular scene. So basically, because they're in the water, there's Brendan Cowell, who's an Australian actor, plays a guy who whale. Well, they're not really whales, though. They're these fictional whale-like creatures. And he hunts them for this magical liquid. And he hunts down this beautiful creature and he slaughters it in the water. And I was just... Sobbing. And Grace sitting next to me was sobbing and they killed this majestic animal. Really? <laughs> it was really sad. What was her liquid or juice that they were well, after? It, well, it, well, it did give you eternal youth and I did go, well. <laughs> That's a fair point. SAFM's Beck and Soda. For the past couple of weeks, every caller who makes it to air goes in the running to win an RAA travel package. We've had some great hmm. calls. Um, Barb from Seaford gave us a call. Barb, if you could go anywhere, where would you go? Mm, this would be emotional. Yeah. Oh, Barb. When well, I was younger, uh, Wawaroo, because my parents took me there when I was little. Yeah. And I recently lost my dad a couple of years ago and my mum a year ago. Oh, Barb. And you just want to I head to like, Wawaroo. Yep. That's a yep. pretty humble uh, request. Yep. Um, Barb, how long is it since you've actually been there? Oh, when I was about 10, so 40 years ago. Geez, 40 years ago. Well, Beck, after we heard that, we were having a chat and went, you know what, we need to get Barbara from Seaford back on the line. Are you there, Barb? I am. I am. Good morning, um, Barb. Now, you told us that story that that was one of your happy memories from childhood with mum and dad. Definitely. Oh. Most definitely. And what I loved about it, Barb, is most people say, oh, they want to go to New York mm. or Fiji or Bali or even Queensland to the theme parks. And you... You just want to go to a place that's special to you, and we loved that. Hey, Bob, tell us about Wallaroo. What can you remember about the place from when you went there? Oh, a couple of years back, by Mm. the sound of it. Just we had a nice little holiday house right by the beach. I remember Mm. my mum and dad just sitting there watching me just (laughs) run on the sand, make castles, Mm. and just, yeah, run free, run free. 
as Beck said, you know, some people say they want to go anywhere around the world, but I love the fact that you want to just go back somewhere where you had some beautiful memories and it's not that far away. So, Barb, what we'd like to do, and thanks to our friends at RAA Travel, is, well, we'd like to grant your wish, wouldn't we, Beck? Yeah, we have an RAA travel package that should be enough to cover your trip to go back to Wallaroo, Barb, on us. Really? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I thought you just... Wanting to chat about the other day because I was upset. Oh, we did want to wow. check in on you, Bob, but we wanted to do something special for you as well. That is, I'm speechless, actually. Amazing. Really? Wow. Problem is, so do I have to come with you in the car <laughs> and I have to drive. Okay. I know you can't park very well. There, <laughs> no, Bob, we want you to have a happy trip. So um, Beck and I won't accompany you there. You can take it wherever you like. We're also going to organise to get you there and back. Thanks to our friends at RAA Travel. Thank you. Thanks, guys. This is SAFM's Beck and Soda. Oh, my gosh. Look at these trending topics. We are waking to news of a massive global tour. They don't get much bigger than this. It is Madonna. Oh. She is touring. She's announced it in a rather bizarre video of mm. her at a dinner party with some big names, Amy Schumer, Jack Black, um, Judd Apatow. Um, the conversation at the start of the dinner party is very R-rated, uh, but then Amy Schumer asks this question. Madonna. Yeah? I dare you mm-hmm. to do a world tour and play your greatest hits. Oh. We're talking We're like talking a open like your a heart. We're talking tropical on the island breeze. Do you think people would come to that show? I'll be there. Well, I'll be there. Oh, yeah. I'm there. There? Okay, so the answer is... Yeah. Yeah. So, it's not a legitimate dinner party. It's a setup for how she releases it. Yeah. Okay. Um, You seen Madonna before, live? No. I would love to see her, apart from the fact she's kind of unusual these days, but Mm. I think that's part of the appeal. I remember seeing her at the Adelaide Oval a long, long, long time ago. Like the old, old Adelaide yeah. Oval. Because I reckon they set her up near the Victor Richardson Gates on that sort of King William Road side. Um, Do you remember what when that was? Oh, 90s. It's definitely 90s. 90s. Yeah, well, long... This is four decades, the celebration tour, she's calling it. Right. Um, that'd be pretty cool. I'd go. Would you go? To oh, absolutely. You I remember, love to Vogue. Do you remember that book she put out? It was it was yeah. called Sex, and it had yes. like a steel cover, and it's yeah. essentially her nude with a whole lot of people, including Vanilla Ice Ice Baby. Mm. Yeah, she well, she's actually emptied as stars do when they have an announcement. She's emptied her entire Instagram feed, so she's only got the three posts announcing the tour because she's been getting super raunchy on her post lately. Right. Could, very very free, sec- very sexually free, and I respect that about the woman. Do you just? Yes. Yeah. Okay, uh, let's hope she doesn't skip Adelaide and she gets to come here, and we can give some tickets away at some point. Okay, we need to give a little whack to UniSA. And as a UniSA graduate, this pains me. As a UniSA graduate and someone who takes spelling very, very seriously, Mm. this was sent into the Just Adelaide Things Insta page. Uh, We love their page. It is a large uh, billboard or sort of three strips of a sign hanging on their Uni West UniSA West Camp, City West Campus. I, we can't work out if it's a digital billboard or whether someone's actually printed this. So yeah. it says, it should say, success will be your own design. Yes. It's obviously advertising a design course, but someone's hit the, when they're touch typing, yes. hit the A instead of the S and it says Orcsess. Right. So this is actually, you said City West building on North Terrace? Yes, because yeah. there's a convention centre in the front of it. We're looking at the picture. Mm. 
Um, well, you very, very hot well, on your spelling. Can I ask, if anyone is driving down North Terrace right at this moment and you're just near the convention centre, can you have a look up at that building? Have they fixed it? Has because, it like we're saying, I don't know if it's a digital one or if it's if whether... If it's digital, they can obviously banners. fix it quickly. If someone has sent that to the printers with a typo <laughs> in it, that is a very expensive and stupid mistake. Now, all credit to UniSA. They have had a little gag. They've played along with it, which is clever and a nice way to handle your social media. They've typed... A-H-I-T happens instead of the S okay. to acknowledge yeah. that it was a typo and A mm. instead of an S. But I know that I'm being a bit of a negative Nancy here, but this is a university that educates people, A. Mm. B, it's a design course where you're judged on your design <laughs> and what something looks yep. like. And it's it's all... There's an error, a spelling error, the size of a half of a building. How does that advertise you as a university? If I was in charge of that department... Oh, here we go. Heads would roll. I would lose my mind. Someone's hit an A instead of an S on a keyboard yeah. by the look of it. Working for, that a, out. working for an educational facility. Have you for one moment thought that they've done this by design mm. because they are a design section of the university so that people like you, Rebecca, are talking about this right now? Possibly. Very smart if they have. Right. Can but we I don't actually think so. get someone... Please, to give us a call. If you're on North Terrace today, can someone just go and check whether it's been tidied up? Because I reckon they may have done this by design. By design, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Mm. I'm, hand, I'm handing back my degree. <laughs> you're listening to SAFM's Beck and Soda. You've been talking about giving birth all morning, haven't we, in different ways. But yesterday you actually revealed to us that there's a new family member that you didn't give birth to. But No, we have adopted a rescue Samoyed. He's 10 months old. Mm. His name is Wolf. We call him Wolfie. Um, We got him six months after we lost Henley, our Dalmatian. It took us six months to recover from his loss. Tell us about little Wolfie first up. What's his demeanor like? You wait till you meet him. He will jump on you. We're trying Mm. to stop him from jumping and biting. Right. He's a puppy and okay. he hasn't been sort of trained properly. So he's a little mm. bit out of control, but he's beautiful. Now, you revealed yesterday it's taken about six months before yeah. you felt comfortable to bring a new dog into the house because you tragically yeah. lost Henley in the middle of last year. To be honest, I sort of wasn't still ready, but we just thought with the girls on school holidays, it was a mm. good time to sort of bring a, bring a dog into our house while, mm. we're, while we're home a lot of the time. Um, but yeah, we have to find some closure around Henley. Now, that's a good thing that you brought up because I was thinking also too yesterday, you said that after Henley, now he, he's cremated. Yeah. And where does, where is Henley now? He is still in the little um, cardboard cylinder that he came back from the Animal Welfare League and we haven't worked out what to do with him yet. And we feel like now is the time because we need to close that yeah. chapter and pay tribute to him and then move on with our new dog. And welcome Wolfie. Welcome, yeah. um, have you had any ideas? Because obviously you guys love the beach. Yeah. You live near we, there. Is yeah. it scatter we, the we, ashes there? What were you thinking? I think we will scatter his ashes down at Henley Beach because he's named Henley after Henley Beach. Mm. Um, but then I don't know whether we should keep some in the house. Right. I don't know. I don't know what people do. I'd like some feedback. Well, what we thought we'd do is we'd ask you, 13, 10, 60, and I know pets are such huge parts of families, um, but you're looking at the best way to commemorate Henley's memory. Yeah. We'd love to know how have you commemorated or memorialized your pets? Doesn't just have to be a dog. Mm. Do you have a nice little tribute in the backyard? Did you mm. take the ashes somewhere special? Um, did you do something a little more quirky? Do you remember, you know, Scott Cam from the block? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I am sure that what he said once, I remember, didn't, I think he got one of his dogs stuffed and the dog sits at the top of the stairs. No. 
Yes. No, is that, I couldn't. Does that seem weird? I, I mean, obviously, Henley's been no, cremated already. got the ashes. You'd but see them out of the corner of your eye all the time. I couldn't. That'd be pretty freaky, wouldn't uh, yeah, it? Give them a pat on the way yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. G'day. Yeah. How are you? Stick out the front to be yeah. like a little uh, watchdog. No, those little glass um, eyes. I couldn't. Give us a call. 131060. What is the interesting or quirky way, perhaps, that you have memorialised your pet? Because we're going to find a way mm. to, uh, well, get Henley... Into a beautiful, peaceful place, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Hey, I'd love to know if someone's done something quirky. Oh. You know. Like wear them around your neck or <laughs> I don't something. Know. What do you mean wear them around your neck? People, I think, get them in necklaces and stuff. Put the ashes inside mm. a no, necklace. No, they don't. Yeah. All right. Where are the ashes at the moment? I know you said they're in like they're a, in a cardboard they're room, in a, but They're where? in a cupboard. Where? Just in, in a the cupboard. cupboard in the house. Because we right. don't, we, we're not going to leave them there. But we, we haven't processed his death properly. Right. Yep. And we think now it's time, now that we've got a new dog. To farewell him respectfully. You want to find a really special way, though, to commemorate Henley's messy, yeah. um, memory. Yeah. Right. Okay. Let's go to the phones. Lauren from Paralawi. Uh, good morning, Lauren. Um, tell us, have you memorialised any of your pets? Yeah. We had a um, border collie um, for 16 years mm-hmm. and she passed away the end of last year, November, I think it was, at the end of November. And my husband and my two kids have actually got some of her ashes in pendants that they wear in necklaces. Oh, oh right, that's what you just said, Beck. that. Yeah. Oh, oh how beautiful. Uh, Lauren, what was the name of your dog? Ella. Ella. Oh, that's brilliant. And they obviously yep. feel at peace and very comfortable still having Ella close to them. Yeah, especially my elder. She's 13, so she grew up with her and um, was obviously quite distraught. And I think that having her around her neck every day, I'm not sure I'm happy with it, but that's what she likes to do. So, yeah, it is nice to see it around their neck and know that she's still close with them. Right. Good on you. Thank you for sharing that. I didn't even know that was a thing. That's what you just said before. Yeah, well, I've Googled a few options. Uh, Let's go to the Southern Flinders, Victoria. How have you um, memorialised your pets? Uh, well, I, I've got a long list of them, <laughs> um, but we've uh, we've got like a memorial sort of across the bookshelves in our library, all their lovely urns specially picked out for each one. And uh, then that, you know, that big moment photo, the one that you've taken of your pet that just sums up everything that you loved about them. And so there, there's a whole gallery on the top of my bookcase. Um, so, Vic, yeah. can I ask who's up on the bookcase? Who have we got there? Oh, we've got, let's see, Merlin, Kira, Kaya, um, Cairo, Pumpkin, uh, <laughs> <Wow>. uh, Sheena, <laughs> um, uh, Zippy, uh, yeah, big, of, big list. Right. <laughs> animals. There you go. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah. It is it? so hard to lose a pet. So as you say goodbye to Henley, have you had a chat with James and the girls about what you would do with the ashes or you haven't even got to that well, stage Well, no, yet? we have discussed um, scattering some on the beach at Henley yep. Beach because he was named after the beach and also he loved the beach. But also I sort of don't want to do it in peak summer because I don't, you know, want to put it in the water while people are swimming. <laughs> Just seems right. a bit wrong. Like, yes. I think we might wait until the crowds die down okay. <laughs> for everyone's benefit. <laughs> well, at least you're smiling and laughing about it I know. because you are it's... getting through that stage and now you've got Wolfie the Samoid running around the house. Um, Kim from Parallel. Kim, uh, what are your thoughts on how you can really commemorate your pets? Hi, guys. Um, so we had uh, two huskies that passed away, one in 2020 and one in uh, last year. Um, so we had them both... Um, put into Builder Bears for the Animal Welfare League. Um, so, yeah, they're really nice. So they sit in a china cabinet in the lounge room and then yeah, when the kids are feeling a bit sad and missing them, they just give them a snuggle and take them to bed. Oh, yeah. So, Kim, what do they do? The ashes go inside a little container or something inside the bear or...? 
Yeah, um, and they're really heavy too. They're quite heavy. <laughs> right. And the um, Animal Welfare yeah. League actually do that, do they? They provide that yeah, as a service. Yeah, they do. Oh, they yeah, do and have like a little there. collar with their name on it. And oh, yeah, it's beautiful. really sweet. That, that's yeah. a lovely idea. Thank you, Kim. Beautiful, Kim. Righto. Um, Sib joins us. Um, Sib, what about you when we're dealing with pets? How, how have um, you done it? So I am actually, I run a taxidermy business called Yours Oddly. Wow. And I'm actually seeing an increase in requests from people to memorialise their pets in form of taxidermy. Um, there's there's actually different a lot of different options for people as well. I've preserved a scorpion, popped it into a frame. Um, I've wet specimen a frog. I've done pelt preservation. I think sometimes people still like to be able to feel the fur of their animal. Oh, really? Hang on, hang on. So what do you mean a pelt preservation? So you can still sort of pat the fur? Yeah, exactly. How do you do that? a couple of rats actually. So I'll take a sample of the fur and preserve it. And sometimes it's mounted into a frame so people can just sort of still touch it and have it there next to them. Okay. Um, Do many people do dogs? Like we've heard Scotty Cam did that. Um, yeah, I have done a dog. Um, I have actually got a lot of people requesting that for when the time comes for their pet. Um, uh, can I done... ask, see, what's a, if, if someone had a dog and you, yeah. I was going to say you stuff it, but that sounds very inappropriate. What, yeah. What's the term? What do I, how do I say this um, respectfully? You can, say you can taxidermy or mount the animal. Okay. When you, you mount the yeah. animal, right, what's a ballpark cost for having um, an animal preserved of... in that way? It would depend on the size yep. as well, um, depend on the pose. So for a cat, wow. I would probably charge, like in a sleeping pose, around 700 or so. Right. What about, but you could do a cat, for example, if your cat had a real big personality and had the paw out and the mouth open, you could sort of do it anyway? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there is options for that, for sure. Well, obviously it's too late for me to take this option, but also I just, I don't know whether I could look at Henley. Like, like as yeah. it was. It's I, not for everyone, and it's right. like a very personal choice. But I think some people do find the comfort in that having them close still. Mm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, can I ask, Sib, have you got some of your own pets that you've you've preserved in this way? Uh, I haven't done my own pets, but I do have a collection of taxidermy throughout my home. So, what, what have you got <laughs> um, in there? I've got a a fox, a full fox that we actually collect a lot of roadkill when we find it as well. Right. So, and I preserve what I can when I can from that. Fascinating. I have, rocks, I have a few skulls around on my wall. Um, mm. I have wet specimens also, so they're the ones in the liquids in the jar. Wow. Um, well, Sib, thank you so much. Uh, the business is yours, oddly. Mm. Um, yeah. that, that is interesting. Fascinating. Absolutely. So many options. I'll tell you what, imagine if you come home, you've had a couple under your belt, and you turn around, and there's a big fox sort of staring at you. <laughs> yeah, so Jesus, Plenty of you. ideas for Lots you, Beck. There you go. Yeah, brilliant. Thank you so much, everyone, for all your calls. Welcome to SAFM's Beck and Soda, a new way to wake up. Get SAFM's Beck and Soda anywhere, anytime on the free listener app, SAFM.